0: Okay, so we only have two weeks left for our study on Psalms 23. Um, So tonight we are going to look at two phrases, Uh, but first let's review, and we'll start off by
1: repeating the whole thing together.
0: Yes, so when everybody gets there. And we're going to read it verse by verse, but we'll stop at the end of each verse, and whoever read it is going to tell me what it means in their own words. Yay. But we're going to start with Audrey, so then Phoebe doesn't have to do verse one every week. But
1: Phoebe doesn't, Phoebe hasn't done verse one ever because you guys have been starting with Audrey every week.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, See? All right. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not.
2: And he
0: gives you everything that you need. Okay. Gideon. Go ahead, read verse 2. He maketh
2: me to lie down in green
0: pastures. He leadeth me beside the snow waters. He gives you everything that you
2: need to okay. stay, ahead, to everything? feel comfortable. Right. is that. I remember that we talked about what she need to.
0: Oh yes, right. What do they have to feel in order to be at rest? Safe. Okay.
2: No friction. What
0: else? Okay, so that has to do with the other sheep, right? Sometimes you have to separate certain sheep. No fear. I can't go to rest because it was weeks ago.
2: Many, many weeks
0: ago. Can't be hungry, right? If you're hungry, it's hard to sleep.
1: You can't right. be scared.
0: Right, can't be scared, have to feel secure. Okay, that's good. Um, Go ahead, Phoebe, with verse 3.
1: He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths, paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Okay. So that one means that he's like... Um, Restoring your soul. Paths of righteousness. That means that he's trying to lead you down the right path in, of his way. Okay. That's what paths of righteousness means.
0: Tell me a little bit more because you just rearranged the words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, that's, that's a elementary school trick. Show me your middle school... Intellect.
1: Mm, Well, for his name's sake, that's like, um, he does it so you can glorify him, because
0: Okay, yes, that's correct.
1: And, he restoreth my soul. That one means he like, helps you.
2: What's it mean to restore? Like to fix it. Like you restore
1: the windows in the house so they're better. Make like
0: new. Okay, make it like new. He
1: makes you like new when right. you take him into what, your soul.
0: Yes, yeah, so what might that look like?
1: Being better being a better person. And
0: what does being a better person look like? <sighs> Give me some more meat. I don't want just milk.
1: You, if you ask God into your heart, He you will restore your soul and you can go out to other people and tell him about them. Okay, but what does
0: restoring your soul mean? What's to wrong with you your new? soul?
1: Because it's dirty and it's not awake.
0: Okay. Give me an example of a way it might be dirty. Because
1: you're a sinner. Everybody's a sinner.
0: Yeah, but specifically. Like if some if you're trying to tell somebody that doesn't know anything about Christianity and you just say you're a sinner, what do you th- they're not gonna know what that means?
1: Um when everybody is born, um because Adam and Eve sinned, everybody has the evil in them.
0: Okay. And so... How does that evil show up? What might you do that you could is not right?
1: murder someone.
0: Okay, that's and extreme. And if you
1: murder someone, <coughs> that is a sin because it's bad. And so you have to ask God into your heart so he can forgive you and make you like new. <laughs> restoring your soul so then maybe you can go to other people and be like look it. God is better. Do it for him
0: I He I was... <laughs> restoreth my soul You may have. What that was a uh, Levi week Three what, weeks ago. What were you doing? It
1: Luke where it was just you and Leo? No. Ben, no, it was the week I wasn't here. It was Natalia and Leo. So what, versus, That. what Um. Oh.
0: Well, anyways, Remember, like, we're going to work on this more, Phoebe. I Over the next, no, f-
1: I wasn't here.
0: No, I don't mean the specific verse. Over the next five years, I'm going to get you Have good answers.
1: Wow, okay.
0: It's okay, we have a long time. That's why you sit so close, I can tell. All right. Maybe
1: it's just because I'm blind. So I can see the board.
0: No, well, you just need practice, that's what you need. We all need practice. Trust me, Audrey didn't have perfect answers when she got here. (laughs) All right, so we are going, right now we're doing what we did a couple times now. We are going verse by verse, and you are telling me in your own words after you read it what it means. So we have the first part of verse 4 left. Would Elise or Natalia like to do it?
2: You guys well, can fight for it if you want. This
1: it could probably way. be Natalia. Go ahead, Natalia.
0: Read the verse, first part of verse 4.
1: Yea, though I walk through the
2: valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil.
0: What does that mean in your own words? Um, you don't have to be afraid even though you're going through hard times. Okay. That's good. Um why don't you have to be afraid?
1: Cuz God is with you.
0: Okay, what's that look like? See this How do you know God is with, God is with you?
2: you? Um cuz he is. He said he is.
0: Okay, that's good. He said he is. How else can you know?
2: Um
0: Cause it doesn't always feel like he is, right? Well, maybe it it always does to you, but. What might you do if you're going through a hard time? Yes, you would pray, right? And what else could you do? What if you have a really hard decision to make about a tough situation? What are some things that you could do to help you with that? To read the Bible, what else could you do? Because sometimes it's hard to find the answer to your question in the Bible. Or you might not know where to start.
1: Then read the whole thing. <laughs>
0: Well, how long would that take you? A
1: long time, but it's not a waste of time. But
0: what if you need to figure it out now? And we can
1: ask somebody.
0: Very good. You could ask somebody, right? You could, you could go and talk to somebody else that you know who's a Christian, somebody who you see who follows God and has wisdom, godly wisdom, and you can talk to them and have them help you when you get stuck. Okay. So, we're going to go on and we're going to do two different phrases this week. We're going to do the second part of verse 4 and the first part of verse 5. Um, so, Elise, can you go ahead and read the second part of verse 4 after I will fear no evil? For thou
2: art with me, thy rod and thy staff they
0: me. Okay. So,. What is a rod and a staff?
1: Um, a stick, something a ruler could have to be like. Okay. Or the guy from Thor Ragnarok has one.
0: It's like, Which guy?
1: Um, from <coughs> what planet is on the one he has a stick and, and then the person melts. What? It's when Thor gets sent to that weird planet with the,
0: yeah. the Hulk is there. Hmm. Is he the guy who, like, destroys Asgard? No. <coughs> I don't it's,
1: know. So, is, so, use, so, this so it's like... A staff is a stick
2: the, is at
0: the end. Like, Okay, good. Like, so you guys do know that there's a difference.
2: A staff so. is, like, for guys for sheep.
0: So, a rod. And
2: then, staff is a stick with a hook on the end.
0: Okay, yes, it is a stick that either has uh, like a crook, sometimes it might just be like that, if it's kind of naturally made, where you would find, like this could be like the root part that's under the ground, or you might find a some uh, sapling where You had this other part of the branch growing up, and then there was a branch growing down, you cut it off. Or, more modern, like this, where somebody has bent it, either while it was growing, or they heated it up with steam and bent it. Or, even more fancy, right? The real fancy one, right? like a
1: pharaoh one, right? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> on the
0: end now yeah, we're going to get to that so another kind of sometimes the rod though is not always so long and it's like this and it even has kind of a knot at one end okay so i want you to go ahead and does every anybody have a concordance in the back of their bible concordance Turn to the all the way to the back of your Bible. After, usually it's after Revelation. Before you get to your maps, do you see something that looks like a dictionary?
1: No.
0: You do not. Maybe Audrey has it. Yes. What? Um,
1: You
0: you do have one.
1: Special features. Promises.
0: Well, you might not have it unless you have it at the beginning. General index? So it looks like this. Maybe you have it in your Bible at home.
1: No. It has mine a bunch was... of words.
0: It's not all the words in the Bible. Mm, I don't
1: think I have one.
0: Important words. But it has words that sh- are important words that show up a lot. It doesn't usually have people's names. There are ones that do. And you can even find these that are like a whole dictionary thick, full of things. And what it will be is, for example, the word obey. And it will give you every time, every verse that has the word obey in it in the Bible. (coughs) This can be handy. If you are reading and you don't understand what something is, you can go and look up that word. And you will see everywhere it is in the Bible. So along with that Audrey, if you look up broad in your concordance um, Does anyone have to use a dictionary anymore at school or I for just school? Use
1: I got a Spanish dictionary. Okay. I just, yeah. Go on Google, Google. and search dictionary. That's usually what
2: they tell us on That's
0: what or. I do, too. But There are online Bible concordances, too, that are like, you can just search the word.
1: Last year, an English I have class. Where you can search
0: words in right, you can do that, too.
1: I'm Kami, if I click on the word. It
0: do you have Rod, Audrey? I don't know.
1: It's kind
0: of... That's okay. I have it. I already have some verses. Okay. <laughs> so let's go to Exodus chapter four, verse four. Exodus one. Four, oh. verse four. All oh, right. Anybody know what the book of Exodus is about? Moses. Okay. Moses is the main character. What you say? He's leaving. Leaving. Yes. That's literally the. Definition of Exodus is to leave. Um, where are they? Who is leaving, and where are they leaving? Moses is leaving Egypt. Right? Or is that, wrong? That's right, but it's more than just Moses. Moses and the Israelites. And yes, Egypt. they are leaving Egypt. Okay. <coughs> so, who? Everybody there? Yes. Go ahead, um, Phoebe. You can read it.
1: And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand.
0: Okay. Anybody recognize that?
1: (coughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, Do you know when this happens? The first time? In
2: the desert. It is in the desert. When Jesus told them to throw
1: it down.
0: Right at the burning bush, right? Okay, and so he had. Why does he have a rod with him? He's a shepherd. Yes, Moses is a shepherd, he so left. he has his rod there with him. Left, and he married a girl in the wilderness, right? Zipporah. Okay. Yes, he did. I don't remember his children's name, but he has two sons. <coughs> And so he has his rod because he sees that burning bush when he's out tending his sheep. And he goes to inspect it. And obviously, you all remember because it's a cool story that he is told to throw his staff or his rod on the ground. It turns into a snake. He picks it up by the tail and it turns back into a rod. Cool, right? Now, why? And then. Go ahead and read verse 5, whoever is
2: next. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee.
0: Okay. Now. What else do you know that Moses does with the rod? Because that's not the only thing that he does. He does this in front of Pharaoh with the rod. What else does he do with the rod?
2: He strikes a rock, right?
0: Yes, much later he does that. What else does he do in Egypt with it? He, didn't
2: he hold it? He just hold it up and then... As long as he holds up the rod, um, the,
1: the ruins, I
0: think, wind. Okay, this, yep, that's <laughs> not in Egypt, though, but yes, that comes later when they're fighting a battle.
1: Is he the one What's who the makes red Sea? into wine? <coughs> I know Jesus turns like not wine. wine.
0: What's he do with the wine? Nile? Right, right. No. Um, uh... See, this is where movies can mess you up. I don't think he sticks it in the water because he does that in the Ten Commandments movie. Have you guys watched that no. ever?
2: I've seen still ride, the The VeggieTales one, they stick it in the river.
0: Okay, I think he just stretches his the rod over if you were to look it up in the Bible. Either way, though. Um, do you,
2: still
0: he also used... Almost every time the plagues are sent... Onto the Egyptians, the rod has a role in that. Is there with Moses for it? Um, He also and you guys told me what the rod is. Somebody told me what it's a symbol of. Audrey.
2: Discipline or correction. This I found. Rod of correction.
0: Okay. Yes. So. The first thing, though, that it is, especially because this is, the, you guys already kind of mentioned this. What would you say this looked like?
2: Fancy one.
0: You said something else, though. Somebody did.
1: Pharaoh. Egypt. Oh. Yeah, that was me.
0: Ever see this before? Yeah. yeah. You see. Um, Doesn't he look like a really little cool? one? Because it's like generation. Mm-hmm. And then you have this. Like, that like you see pharaoh with those
2: right? Oh, yeah, king yeah.
0: um i think king tut has those in his mummy sarcophagus has those on him they're like covered in gold and stuff it's like
2: uh like this well, is that's
0: that's like a <coughs> they called a yes. oh you're close this one yeah
2: it's uh, like to
1: like get
0: the wheat. Yes, it's to break the kernels of the wheat to get the husk off of them. Don't you like
1: throw it it's in the air? It's called a flail. Oh, a flail. Wow.
0: And, oops, this should be an L. Um, also, they later were used as weapons in war because people used what they had and then they got fancy. And you know, you, you ever <laughs> see the big spike ball on the end of the chain? Yeah. It? That comes from the flail. It's just an evolution. This um, is a staff or rod. So these, the Pharaoh had them. They were symbols of power that he was in control of the grain and how you got food, and then also the sheep and how you got, and all the herds. He was in charge of those. So, what should be, what bell should be going off in your mind right now?
2: the rod and the staff are also symbols of God's power.
0: in this window. It, it is, but why, you should be thinking, oh, that's why God chose to have Moses use a rod. Oh. To Because what does Moses' snake do in front of Pharaoh when the other, when his priests come out with their staffs and throw them? Eats up his snakes, right? That
1: God's power is great.
0: Right, and it ties back to the rod, okay? That The rod is a symbol of power, and then obviously anyone could figure out that a snake eating another snake, that your snake won, right? (laughs) (coughs) But it all stems back to that power that God has that. So, in your... Now we're going to go back and think again about the 23rd Psalm. It says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So just remember that. We're going to jump ahead now. Go to Psalm, uh, Gideon, go to Psalm 89, verse 32. And Elise, go to Proverbs 13, 24. Yep, eighty nine thirty two, and then at least thirteen twenty four. <coughs> Apologize for my coughing. It's probably only gonna get worse. Then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Okay, what is transgressions and iniquity? Transgressions
1: are, and so
2: Iniquity is like, iniquity. Quality, so not equal. Right?
0: Like um, I don't know the origin or or of the word. Iniquity? I can't look it up. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. I guess. Iniquity is Quality. sin. Like you have, and the transgression. Um, you might hear somebody say, "You have transgressed against me." So. That you, um, something I don't want to yes, you did something against me. Like you <coughs> went against what I said. So. God is telling them He's going to do what?
2: He's going to discipline, hence the rod. Yes. Or their
1: stripes or transgressions.
0: Stripes or is it with? Yes. But how else might you get stripes? Flat. Okay, yes. well, you could also use as anyone probably nobody has been because it's uh, not in the method, discipline method of choice anymore. Has anybody ever been hit with a switch? No. No,
2: I've
0: been. hit with a wooden spoon, though. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's closer. Did it leave a mark? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, what? A mark? No. A switch. A switch. That's the <laughs> willow. It's the willow branch. <laughs> Uh, it you know, could be, like, it could be. You know those long, like, whippy mm-hmm. things on the little pole. Oh, The, the I should have brought <laughs> a switch. Yes, it's. You ever pick a little, like, real whippy, thin
1: oh, branch I mean, I and whack somebody with, with it <laughs> just
0: for fun?
2: Yeah, just so I don't want it made.
0: Yeah, so why. So a switch is like, it's kind of like a whip, and that makes it sting more because. <laughs> yeah. a, it it wraps around whatever it hits you know what I mean it doesn't just hit in one spot it wraps like all the way around your leg or whatever (laughs) so has anybody ever read like farmer boy that book or see they don't make you read these things anymore so like your grandparents probably all got hit with a switch at some point in their life and what like my dad he remember what if they were really in trouble they would be told to go out and cut their own switch and bring it back
2: i think i've heard that
0: to heard, be hit with, a story that,
2: with
0: it story that uh what's his name side from the Side. okay
2: yes oh my gosh. and
0: he apparently had to pick his own switch beforehand He like beat it all up so, uh, great on the first so <laughs> that sounds about right okay so that so you talked to what did it say um, lashings right mm-hmm. so it's talking about discipline so first the rod is power right second it is a sign of discipline or correction You've all been corrected, right? Yes. I was probably spelled that wrong. Probably needs to be corrected. Um, wow. you've, and I'm sure some of that correction involved something that was unpleasant, right? Sometimes. No? Like, even if it's, I don't know, you can't watch TV for the next week or whatever because you didn't do the right thing, so now this is the consequence, right? So that is what the rod is a symbol of. So think of that in terms of, like, a pharaoh or a king. Why do they want to have a symbol that everybody can see that they have this power and the ability to correct, to make people...
2: So they do
1: what they say? Obey.
0: Okay, right? Because, does do you let want to live in a world that is chaotic? No. Why not?
2: Because there's no guarantee
0: of Okay.
1: You could die.
0: You could die. That's the extreme. <laughs> yes, so it's stressful, stress right? Stressful. <laughs> you don't do well. Do you, do you know that when you have a lot of stress in your life, that physically it um it shows itself. Physically, like in your body? Have you ever heard that before?
2: Yeah. Like, um. Like what? Like. Well, yes.
0: But I mean, like, long term things (laughs) that can be. Like,
2: if someone, like, grows up in a super stressful environment, they tend to, like. I agree. um, Not have a a steady home moving around, or they. Where they develop. Like medical issues yes. because of
0: that. So, so, so even research today, um, I i mean, they're still researching it, but research shows that it is possible that even when a mother is stressed while she is with child, that it affects that child in their life.
2: What
0: does it do? Uh, like behavioral things. Yeah um No misbehaving or like things that you might struggle with like uh, See I don't know it well enough, but I will things along the lines of like say ADHD or like those different types of Challenges you know that makes sense Okay other things Gideon said gray hair. I have like more than 20 gray hairs. <laughs> if you get close enough to me, you can see them on the side when my hair is a little longer. And those all popped up while I was in the military. And I haven't gained any more since being out. Have you ever noticed have you ever seen those side-by-side pictures of presidents yes. when they begin in office like and at the end? All gray. They look like the crypt keeper at the end. They are so old looking compared to when they started, because of all the stress that they feel. Isn't
1: the crypt where you keep dead people? Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: But they look terrible. They <laughs> really do. You should. You can Google it sometime. Okay. I gray hair. <laughs> was in sixth grade because apparently I was so stressed that I got gray hairs and a nervous tick. <laughs> That's another thing people can get, stuff like that, a nervous tick. Um, there's a, people can gain weight suddenly because they're under stress. People have even been known to lose their ability to talk because they're stressed, just their body is reacting to it. So you think, at first, you say, okay, why would his rod comfort me if it's about his power? and his ability to discipline and correct. (coughs) But we're already seeing why that makes sense. Elise, go ahead and read Proverbs that we have there. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that
2: loveth him chasteneth his betonies.
0: Okay. So it's essentially just saying if you love your children or if your parents love you,
1: well no, they're not gonna let you do whatever you want because a lot of times when kids do like kids want to do things that aren't right but if you're like hey that's not right then every time you tell them right then they're gonna not do that right. and then they'll better.
0: and that's important because Gideon said spank them is it enough if all you do is spank them mm-hmm. and don't say anything to them and just say all right well, I know I'm not even going to tell you why I spanked you. I don't
2: think so.
0: No, that's usually, not very helpful. I usually know what they did wrong. That's true.
2: But, but what if they're,
0: uh, like, two years old and you just spank them and you and don't then tell Then they're
1: not going to like you. They're going to be like, then they're going to go to daycare and be like.
0: <sighs> and it's not even just why, right? It's this is how you can not do that next time or how we could have avoided that right? And that's the same thing here with God that he had, his rod is there. Now we're, we'll get to some more of that. Um, let's go now Phoebe. I want you to go, well we'll all turn there but go to Revelation chapter 20, <coughs> 20. Uh, 15 to 16 is where we're going to start. And then we're going to jump to chapter 21. Wait,
1: Revelation mm-hmm. only has 15 verses.
0: No, chapter 20.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it only has 15 yeah. verses. Oh, I'm sorry. 20. Revelation 19. Okay. 15 through 16. <coughs> um, before you start, this is describing Jesus when he returns at the end time when the trumpet is sounded and he descends down through the clouds just like he left. All right, go ahead.
1: And out of his mouth goeth a a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he shall treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of almighty God. And he hath
2: on his vesture and on his Thy um, name written,
0: King of kings and Lord of lords. Okay. Um, and then we're going, everyone notice the rod of iron in there?
2: Yes.
0: Okay. Then we're going to jump ahead to chapter 21 and start at verse 1 and we'll read to 5.
1: And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more seed.
2: And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from the top, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and
0: God Himself shall be with them, be with them, and be their God." Okay. Notice what He does here in the next couple of verses.
1: And God shall wipe away all. Tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away.
2: And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said, And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful.
0: Okay, this is a perfect that this is at the end of the Bible. Obviously, it's the end times, the last thing that's going to happen here on earth, but it's perfect the way that it's right here at the end that you see that you have this great hope that Jesus is going to return with all of his power and glory, and he is going to make all things right. Okay, That's why he carries that rod of iron Because a rod of wood, what can you do to it? it. You can break it. Anybody here want to try to break a, I don't know, three-quarter inch rod of iron?
2: you.
0: You see guys, like the strong men that bend the iron around their head? Have you ever seen that? They do, like, like the strongest guys are doing, like, a half inch or, like, five-eighths inch, like, Uh, just barely getting it like just huge guys and that's why they show a rod of iron is what Jesus has because nobody can break it that you have to conform to his plan and his rules and especially when he comes back there it's a separating we skipped over the part but there's a part where he separates all those who believe and all those who do not and those who do not are like Satan and his followers are cast into a pit so then they can't interfere anymore it's a dividing line either you are with me and you follow me or you're not then what was the next part that we read in the next chapter because it's very contrastingly different for this it's representative of the staff. How would you describe the things that you see described in verse? It's
2: like, it's caring. I can't think
0: of Caring, that's good.
2: Like God like, will wipe away your tears and like, there's no crying, no death. <coughs> so it's like a, like a love.
0: Okay, that's good. Now I'll say this is also loving over here on this side. Yeah,
2: but it's like a, like that's like a tough love. Tough love, and this is like a yes.
0: How how about kind?
2: Yeah.
0: Merciful. Okay, that's the difference between the rod and the staff. They're both important because in the twenty-third Psalm it says that they both comfort him. have both of them there because without one the other it the other one is harsh or its it's not caring right if he didn't have the power and he didn't have the correction then he wouldn't really care have you ever met a kid who was incredibly spoiled Okay. What did that make you, hmm, well, everybody does, but what did that make you think about their parents?
2: That, those parents mm-hmm. must be bad because they didn't disappoint
1: the kids. Honestly I be like, wow, they're probably rich.
0: Okay, sometimes <laughs> those things do go together, right? Um, but not always, because sometimes you meet kids that are incredibly misbehaved. And what do you think that is missing in their life?
2: I know one of the two because there has been the kids who like get disciplined like with the rod, and like they just lash out because of it, because they have never had the caring side. Staff part of it, but there's
0: also been kids who have only seen the staff part who've packed up because they've never been disciplined. Okay, right. And that first part is because they don't feel, if this is the only thing that exists, they don't feel secure, they don't feel wanted. All right, they're just seen as something to be fixed okay whereas on this side over here they feel like they have worth like they have value (coughs) but if this is all that ever happens is that um that there's no guidance there's no direction and structure that's also can be crippling as well <coughs> so we're going to go back to the sheep stuff for a minute here with the staff since we already talked well maybe we didn't talk about the rod but so we'll talk about both of them but the staff first what what is the purpose of it being shaped like this so you can put it around in like, like, front of them so you can like, guide them. Okay, yes, you sheep people, you're all sheep people here now, right? Do you guys mm-hmm. use those still?
2: No. No? no. Well, well yes. I, I just to scare t- them in a
1: corner because mm-hmm. be uh, so. okay. No. bigger. Okay. I use a bucket
0: of grain. <laughs> Do you have, to, is it like part of the showing no. anymore? No, no. okay. okay I use it
1: on my have- sheep figure. Those sticks, sticks yes, I,
0: I do know that. So, it's a, so I would say he talks about it in this book, the shepherd that wrote the book that we're using to explore the Somme. And um, he mostly talks about more traditional sheep herding where they aren't in a big fenced in area where he's actively. And you guys said uses it to grab their neck. And he said he even explains that sometimes what they do, um, say you're, they, you have like a cliff or something. Sometimes the sheep will fall off, and the shepherds will then come, and because if he goes down there, he can't lift them up or it might be dangerous he might not be able to so he will use his staff with the hook and hook them around their <laughs> neck or their body or wherever he can and pull them up and they're probably going to try to use their feet as they're coming up too and to pull them up and out of there and another thing that he says is that they'll use the staff for is if they get stuck in like brambles or things like that he'll use it to kind of pry things apart to pry them out because think about back then and they didn't gloves weren't like readily available like where you could have gloves to pull apart the brambles so they're using a staff to do that <coughs> um, overall the staff here is very nurturing. Um, now, we see, hmm, we see that, oh, let me talk about the rod for a second. So why do you think it has this knot at the end? So sometimes that would be like, the root ball, like have you ever pulled a sapling or dug a sapling out of the ground mm-hmm. and it has like a knot of roots and then, so they would take that part and cut the roots off and like polish it and round it and that would be your knot because it's really hard and dense and heavier at the end. Why well, do that? What can you do with that? What's it look like? spoon. spoon that you can smack cheap with. <laughs> okay you're on the right track how about a club looks a little bit like a club and a lot of times the rod would be shorter like maybe that long and he said that there's different variations in other cultures but he would see in Africa some of the tribes would have something like that and they were actually very skilled where they could throw it to either hit um, you know whatever predator whether it was a wolf or a wild dog or he said even they would hit they were accurate enough to hit snakes that were poisonous that were um, endangering the sheep where they could reach out and use it so it's it's really a weapon that can be used as well now they also use it sometimes too like Gideon was saying be a little bit more uh, intimidating to the sheep as well, right? That comes with the correcting, if a sheep needs that. Um, So we're going to see now with both of these how maybe they directly pertain to us and how God might use them. And this is more in the context as in this next verse here is how they are used in concern in concern with the world and Satan's agenda. So let's read. We're back in, sorry, Psalms 23 in verse 5. Because <coughs> this is a kind of an odd um, an odd phrasing and we'll get into that. So... Whoever can go ahead and read verse 5, that first phrase in it. That
2: prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies.
0: Okay, so what do you think that means?
2: I've heard a song about a table. Like a Christian yes. well, like, song. Yes. Like, prepare uh, tables with. Like, making a, like a you feast. You think of it like a feast, like. Yes, so that's
0: what I them. always picture. it ever since I was a kid, in my mind, was this big like...
1: Feast for your enemies?
0: Well, at first, and that's the part where you're like, well, why are my enemies there? That's weird, right? <laughs> Nobody eats... In, like in the presence of your
2: enemies. Yes. Like with your enemies. You're not
0: They're eating, right. There. It's in spite of and them being there, there, right?
2: They're just watching you.
0: Okay, yep, we're on the right path. Now, this is an interesting part where Keller, who wrote the book as a shepherd about the 23rd stom, points out something that he's, admittedly, he says, I don't know if this was necessarily David's intention, but he says, I think it might be. Um, What do you call in nature, in geography, if you have Wow, this is not good. If you have mountains, and then you have a flat area, and then it goes down into hills and a valley. What do you call this?
2: Is that a
1: plateau?
0: Okay, plateau. <coughs> I think that's right. Do you know what plateau means? Flat. What?
1: Landmass. What would you say?
0: Flat. Yes. Flat. Or level. P-L-A-T in French means level. Okay. Uh, do you know another word for this? Uh,
2: they have, what's it called? It's not fiord, is
0: it? No. no that would be like the opposite, like the deep ravine between. Mountains filled with water most of the time. It's know. Spanish.
2: Spanish,
0: Mesa. Have you ever heard that mm-hmm. before? No. So a mesa, and that literally means <laughs> in Spanish means table. Just oh. table.
2: flat.
0: Yeah. I bet you that's in your Spanish dictionary. That's probably. So, and he talks about this um, in, in the book here that he says in many regions, shepherds will take their sheep up to what are called the tablelands. From down here in the spring and whatnot, they'll be down here, and then they'll take them up to the tablelands in the summer where they can feed up there, on the grass. Why do you think they would go up there in the summer? Think oh, earth science.
1: Because um, the mountains can shade them in the sun.
0: Okay, you're along the right track.
1: <coughs> Maybe it doesn't get as flooded. Because the in the summer, some of the snow on the mountains melts and so it'll go down here but not on the...
0: Okay, you are still on the right track.
1: That's what Levi said last week. Some of the snow will melt and create
2: a total of water.
0: Yes, okay, so that's part of it. If the snow is melting from here in the summer, as it does on mountains, and it goes down, it's going to hit this table
2: Oh, and so the grass will be more, you
0: know, much smaller. Yes, much like more, more than the regular hills and stuff because it's getting it watered. It watered. Yes, yeah, so very good grass up here. So the good shepherd will take them up to this table where they can eat very well. And he says the other thing, which I never would have thought of, but he says that the shepherd has to go and prepare that area in advance. If you're like me, I was thinking, what in the world would they be doing?
1: There's a hole so then the water doesn't just flood over the land, it goes into the hole and then through the dirt.
0: Okay, yes, he did talk about that, that they would have pools where either they kind of made a dam on like a river and they would clean out the river and make sure that it had good fresh water and wasn't filled with leaves and debris or whatever. Um, he also says that they would go up there, and he even did this himself, where he was that there was a certain type of, like, lily where the lambs would try to eat it, but it was poisonous and would kill them. So he, and he would often take his kids with him, they would go up there and they would, by hand, dig out all these lilies, like, right before, within, like, the months before of moving the sheep up there so then they didn't eat them. (coughs) Excuse me. Um. What else do you think they might have to maybe, be aware of up there? I guess plan
2: like so they don't
0: wear out
2: the
1: like Plan with rotation. Like, rotation. Yep. Or like predators, like yes, flat, like maybe like, there's a there's the, not really. Any
0: it's flat, but it's also near the mountains. mountain lions lions, coyotes depending on where you are um wolves bears all those tend to be in those really tough terrains there because they're able to get prey and survive and they have high points to look out from and this is where the rod comes in as his weapon of power so if satan is the lion then what weapon now this is we're switching to the spiritual side for how this applies to us if Satan is the lion which even Jesus described him as a lion waiting to devour you what what weapon do we have or what weapon is provided by God to us okay the Bible. That's good. (laughs) Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Everyone know where that is?
1: Is New Testament. Galatians,
0: Ephesians, and Philippians. Right before all the T's. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 6 verse 17. Chapter six? Yes.
1: 17.
0: Yep. Now, do you recognize this section of the Bible? You should have all learned about this at some point in your Sunday school and Tuesday night oh, yeah. career. At this is the beginning
1: is, of the chapter.
0: This is the armor of God, right? Yeah. Alright, so, and I'm sure you could think of some of them, but we're specifically going to narrow in on one here. Um, whoever wants to can go ahead and read verse 17.
1: And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of
0: God. All right, there we go. As Gideon said, so the sword of the spirit. Um, <coughs> so we all know that we need the Holy Spirit right within us. And then we also have what is called the sword of the spirit. Um. Let me ask. I'm going to ask you another thing here. Short-term memory. What did you notice? What else did Jesus have, or what in his description about him when he returned in Revelations?
2: He had like, a sword. No, his, his mouth. mouth was a sword. a sword. Had a sword. Had a sword coming out of it. He
0: had a sword coming out of his mouth.
2: He had he, um, his words were fighting words. <laughs>
0: Well, they're powerful. And what is the, sorry, the Bible describe, yes, the Bible describe, um, sorry, I'm just trying to think of how to word this. Um, what does the Bible describe your tongue as?
2: Speed. Double
0: a double edged sword, okay?
1: Where is that? We we'll learned um, about it.
0: In James.
1: When did we?
0: Your tongue is as sharp as a two edged sword. Doing. So, if your own words have power, and James isn't talking about you speaking about the Bible, he just means your tongue itself has that type of power to hurt people or to build people up can be both how powerful then are Jesus's words and let's take that a step further who is the word
1: god is the word no what, what? <laughs> that's what
0: Jesus right how do you know that he's the word
1: oh <sighs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> he said he was yes
0: <coughs> where do we find it we um, should all be fam- once you I say it you'll probably remember
2: the gospels
0: yes which one John yes John wrote down the teaching in the beginning
1: <laughs> God created the heavens and, heavens and the earth that's
0: Genesis but John is talking about that And even before that, he says, in the beginning was the Word,
1: and the Word was God, God, and the Word word was with with God. God.
0: All right, that's Jesus. Jesus is the Word, okay? (laughs) So, now, what is the whole Bible about? What's the whole purpose of the Bible?
1: Um, Jesus, Jesus, someone is coming, Someone, someone is here. No. Someone came. Jesus came.
0: Okay. And the whole thing is about Jesus. It's all talking about him, about what's to come. It's painting that picture about him. So anytime you hear the word, the Bible, a sword, a two-edged sword, it's all, it's Jesus in his life and everything when he speaks it has power. So Jesus is that rod that protects you where you have it. You have it there in your heart, and you also have it here in your Bible. And that is the power that you have to defeat Satan. Hebrews, you can turn there, but I'll just read it for you. Hebrews 4.12. You might beat me there. They don't want to separate. For the words of God is quick and powerful,
2: and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even even to the driving asunder of the soul and spirit, and of or of the and of the joints and bar and is. Dispen- dis- Center of the, discerner. Of the Discerner of the thoughts and intents
0: of the Okay, so your tongue may be a two-edged sword, but the Bible, God's word is sharper than that. Right. And, you, and it's talking about that you can cut to your soul, then it can cut and get in between your bones and your joints and no. separate them. Like you ever cut up a chicken... Like a roast chicken and you're trying to cut the the leg off because you want to eat just the leg it's um unless it's like really nicely cooked through sometimes that can be hard right to get that knife in there between the bones and pop it out okay this is saying that it's no trouble for this sharp two edged sword that is the Bible so Jesus will Do all that is needed to save you as his sheep. But more than that, as he desires for you, you yourself, to call on him. To ask for his help when you're in danger. Just as a sheep may bleat when it's in danger, make a noise, call out for help. You can call on him and be assured that he will come. But there's another assurance that um, Keller talks about in this book that sometimes sheep, when in danger, would just freeze and do nothing, just like deer in the headlights, right, the classic phrase. And in that case, that Jesus is still going to attend to Satan who is after you with his rod to rescue you, and then with the staff, to comfort you and to nurture you back to root, as we talked about before to restore your soul right all while he is at the same time preparing for you the best place that he can over on the tableland, right? he is always working behind the scenes to do those things wow because this sums it up well just to finish up here You probably are familiar with this song. We sing it often enough. Anyone want to guess what it is?
2: Um. No. <laughs> no.
0: Higher Ground. You know that one? right? So it says, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground.
2: That's where I I, table in before.
0: Yes, all right. I want to live above the world. There, There it is. Though Satan's darts at me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory bright, but still I'll pray till heaven I'm found. I've found, Lord, lead me on to higher ground. So a lot of the 23rd third psalm is David talking about the shepherd doing everything for him. But when we expand on it, we look at it. You always come to a point that yes, God is always going to take care of you, but He wants you. To also have that desire <coughs> to press on, to seek him more, to long for that higher ground where you can take part in the blessings that he has for you. Okay, that is it for this week and we'll do one more week. That will be it for the year with my study.